0: Welcome back to another CornerCast podcast. Really happy to have you guys back here again. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, liking, sharing. Everything you do makes it better. And, you know, we're getting into the time of year where I start to think about um, why do I do this? And so welcome to the show. This week is Jesse, before I get into my stuff. This week is Jesse. So we're continuing our collector's origin series that is all about how my friends or the friends I've made so far uh, and that I'm close to got into collecting and how they stayed lifelong collectors. And DJ posted somewhere last week, somebody said, you know, collecting's over, not future teach me right. I think I mentioned that last week. Well, Jesse's one of those guys where um, he's been collecting, Longer than I have. He's a little bit older than me. Um, So again, he represents a slight generational difference where he started out collecting or he started out in um, the pop culture world and was aging out just as the great decade of the 80s for toys started. So he wasn't into He-Man. He wasn't into a lot of the stuff that we were into, like DJ and Bill um, and JQ. So he had a little bit of a different perspective. So it was interesting to see at what point he got back in. And I think him, like Hopkins, Spawn was a big piece. McFarland coming out with stuff. Just hitting right around that age where he was getting a little bit older. Kind of came back to collecting and has been a a collector ever since. And I think looking at the stuff that he collects, it's a little bit different than me. Uh, He's not as like I need everything like I am. I have these fits of uh, needing to have everything. So his is a little more, he's got more high-end stuff than I do, certainly. He's done Sideshow. He has statues. He definitely goes in a little bit deeper than I do in in the higher-end stuff. And I enjoy a lot of the retail stuff. So it was a really good conversation. Um, And so I remember meeting Jesse. It was a toy fair and he was working in tandem with Brian from Fanboy Factor. Um Brian actually I think was kind of teaming up with us at the time, helping us with some of the PR posts and things like that. And Jesse was interested in joining the site or wanted to hear talk about it. And uh so and he had his own thing. He had the I freaking never remember how the fatherly he had the newsbox.com Uh, He still has all those channels. He, you know, your friendly neighborhood J man for a while. So he was kind of doing his things and I can remember sitting in the basement of the, not the basement, but the lower level of the Javits Center right by the food court and having a conversation on what it would look like if Jesse came on board Caster's Corner. And, you know, I, I still have this idea that if we all do well together, if we, if, if one of us does well, we should all do well. We should share the wealth. It's. It's that idea in podcasting that kind of keeps coming back. And maybe it's just the podcast I'm listening to that are all supportive and helping each other. Um, we're not, I'm not trying to be cutthroat and get a better story or a better scoop. I'm happy to see my friends and the other sites do well and whatever I can do to support that uh, I continue to try to do. So Jesse kind of likened it to joining a band and he said he wanted to just fly solo and did his own thing. He marches to be his own drummer and I respect that. And I think that's what I like about him where he doesn't get caught up in all the bullshit, um, that a lot of us do when we're doing these sites and he just likes to do his own thing and, and, you know, enjoys doing it. And he, you know, kind of ebbs and flows in everything, but I think he's become a really close friend. Uh, I can't say how much support he's giving me over the last couple of years, you know, a really good kick in the ass. Um, somebody to kind of compete against, isn't the right word, but it's that friendly competition where you're pushing each other to do better. Kind of like DJ and I are doing right now. Um, getting ready for San Diego. He's pushing me to work out, I'm trying to work out as much as I can. I'm eating better. I'm losing weight. So I don't pass out when I'm walking around San Diego. Um, but yeah, so, It's that idea, that friendly competition. So Jesse and I have been friends or acquaintances since then. I consider him one of my closer friends now, um, even though he lives four hours away. So, yeah. So this episode is all about Jesse. Uh, What's going on here? New Transformers are out. I got those really quick. Thanks to CT underscore toy hunts or CT hunts. Now I got to look it up on uh, Instagram. He posted that he had found some stuff. He is an invaluable resource if you're a Connecticut collector. CT underscore toy underscore hunts. Big shout out to him for helping me find the new Siege figures. I got everything I wanted. I even built a camera. So that was fun out of, uh, what's his name? Reflector, Reflector refactor um so i picked those up i got my uh god i'm blinking springer and i got my red alert so i'm really happy uh, i got those at walmart they're hitting now what else is going on uh we're wrapping up our collector spotlight we have one more after this um it's been really fun to kind of take a little bit of a break of interviewing people and keep the podcast up and uh, we're trying to line up our next ones. Pharaoh's coming back on. We've been going back and forth on Instagram a lot, so I'm really excited for that. I want to understand. I want to learn more. I want to, you know, being a teacher, I want to learn more. I'll save that for his, that podcast. Um, yeah, and San Diego, I mean, San Diego is garing. I can't remember what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast before I launched into Jesse. Um, San Diego's coming up and a little bit about a month away, just about. And been doing a lot of prep for that. We got our first invite to something special that I can't talk about yet. Uh, The exclusives are starting to pop up. Um, Transformers announced the Ghostbusters Optimus, the new 80th anniversary Retro Hulk from Hasbro. Mattel surprised us with a John Hammond figure for the Legacy line for Jurassic Park. So it's just been a really good... um, We got our turtle set, thanks to Bill. And I'll talk more about Bill next week. And I'm trying to think what else is going on. It's it's just been busy. It's just been busy. And June kind of barreled through. Like, I feel like it hasn't really been the month. Uh, I think San Diego kind of did that to me. I think realizing how far away, thinking San Diego was really far away. And then when I sat down on my work calendar and said, oh yeah, no, it's like four weeks or less away. And I'm excited about it. Um, and I'll talk more about this next week, but it's one of the first years where I'm solo, like fully solo, and it's a challenge. I don't think I've ever gone to San Diego solo. I think Bill um has always been a part of the coverage in some way, shape, or form. And he's not going this year. Hopkins isn't going with me. He's working at Fanboy Factor. Um, Junior's off doing his own thing. So I'm solo and I'm excited about it, like genuinely excited. I'm staying in a new place, a new part of town. It's completely different than anything I've ever done before. Um, And I'm kind of excited to see how that goes. I want to focus on the toys, definitely. We're going to sneak in some TV, but with studios not going, Marvel will never get into Hall H for Marvel, but we'll report on everything that's said there. Um, we'll do all the toy stuff. We'll check out all the new things. We'll talk to Zach from Diamond. We'll talk to Randy at NeCO. We'll talk to Dwight at Hasbro. Uh, we'll try to talk to somebody at Mattel, although they did a lot of their stuff in their booth last year. Well, maybe we'll see Vonner, uh, Dave Vonner from the WWE team. Uh, so I am just excited to kind of see everybody. Um, that's what I was talking about. So we've been doing the, I've been doing the site along with everybody, but I started it over 13 years ago and right now I'm sitting at a table talking into a mic by myself. I don't have any kind of feedback Uh, and doing the website, even though we get likes and we get follows on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it doesn't, it's hard to kind of feel like you're doing anything because a lot of the stuff we do is in a vacuum. And I think I heard Michael Rosenbaum talk to Zachary Levi on the Inside of You podcast, how, and I think it was Zachary Levi saying that, might've been Tom Welling, saying that you do this stuff in a vacuum. You don't really realize what you're doing or how it impacts people or how it affects people Until you get to a show like San Diego or you go to any convention or you walk around and people recognize you. For the actors at least. And I do this website and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and podcasts in a vacuum. I mean, I can see the stats. I know we have good numbers. I know it's been consistent. But I don't get an interaction. I don't get to see things. I don't get to see... The toy companies that value what we do and it's really nice to have those moments we go out and have a drink with some of them hang out talk to them bs about toys design it, it's fun and i mean san diego is nice because any fan can walk up to a lot of these people and ask those questions like if you're going to san diego comic-con and you see somebody with a marvel shirt a Hasbro shirt in the marvel booth talk to them it's probably one of the guys It's probably Dwight or Ryan. If you go to the Diamond Booth, talk to Chuck. You know, president of the company. Talk to Zach. Um, He's on the boards all the time. He's online. He's posting things. He's you know taking these great pictures on Instagram. Talk to them. Get to know them. Let them know what you like. It's what they're there for. And it's really great for me to kind of see these guys. But it's also great to see people that I don't see every all the time. I get to see Dan from AFI. I thanked him last year for kind of set me on the path and, um, to start this website as an inspiration. Um, I see guys from other sites. I see, uh, his tank and toy arc. Um, I see people from marvelous news. I see people from all these different websites and it's really nice to see them and talk to them and catch up with them and have a little bit of community so I'm really looking, it's it's a reinvigorating moment. It's a refreshing moment. It's that minute where, and Junior's going to be there. Junior, God, I love Junior, but um, you never know where he's going to show up. So, and, and oh, and I'll see Jim from uh, DC Collectibles. So, it, you know, it's going to be, I don't want to forget about DC Collectibles. Again, great company. Talk to them. Tell them what you like. Tell them what you don't like. Be nice, be courteous, but just let them know where you're putting your money and and, and how they can get more of it, basically. Um, so it's a regor- reinvigorating time. So as I kind of wrap up this trend of collector's spotlight, collector's origins, and Garrett for San Diego, uh, Bill's going to be the last one of June. I think I'm going to try to get Pharaoh back. I'm working with Toysh's, we keep going back and forth. It's more on my end than his to do a podcast with him, and maybe we'll do one in person in San Diego. I don't know. And, and, and you know, there's other people to talk to. You know, DJ will be back, Jesse will be back, um, JQ will be back, and, and but then we're going to be at San Diego and we might take a little bit of a break for that week. Not that we don't want to put out a podcast, but we're going to be so busy like getting things ready, it might be a Hey, we're in San Diego. It might be the first night kind of what's going on. What do we got planned for the weekend? So it might be, but then it's going to be followed up with interviews. We're going to throw all of our interviews into the podcast. We're going to talk hopefully to the Hasbro team like we do every year, star Wars and transformers and, and Marvel. Uh, NECA likes to leave it for the fans. So we won't do one with Randy. I don't think this year, but you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about things with him. We'll, we'll tell you what we find out. We'll talk to Zach. Um, We'll just talk to everybody. We'll we'll do as much as we possibly can, uh, and then and then that'll be coming out weeks. You know, the weeks leading after, not leading up to, but trailing after San Diego. So those will all be up. So we're really excited. Um, wrapping up this collector's origins. Please, please, please remember to like and subscribe and share and review, and rate, and all that stuff on Stitcher, on Google Play, and on iTunes. Please, please, please. It helps so much. Remember to visit our sponsor, Mike's Comics and Stuff. There'll be a link in uh, the description of this podcast for you to head over there. And please, if you order stuff, let them know that you're ordering because you heard it here. Um, We don't have a code word. There's no code word. But I think there's a section where you can say, is there any instructions to say, we found you on the Caster's Corner podcast or we found you on Caster's Corner. Um, we thank him for all the support going back to the beginning of the website, I think almost, maybe not, maybe 2011. So close to the beginning. Um, so like eight or nine years now, we can't think of him enough and maybe we'll get to see him this year at San Diego if he's going. Um, what else? Oh yeah, and follow us on Facebook on Instagram and on Twitter, we are at Casters Corner, both with K's. Remember that? And again, please thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. Thank you for so much for supporting us. But the more you review us, the more you rate us, the more y- people you get to subscribe to us, the more fun stuff we can do. We need to see those numbers continue to climb. Um, and they are year after year, they continue to climb. But as we kind of embark on this podcasting, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, Yeah. So before I lose my voice completely, because I've been talking for 15 minutes, let's get into Jesse, Secret Origins, our collector spotlight with Jesse. At the time, it was from the-newsbox.com. But follow him, your friendly neighborhood J-man on Instagram. And please, please, please keep tuning in, subscribe. Um, And thank you. Thank you, all of you for all the support you've been giving us through the years. So without further ado, podcast today is with Jesse, our collector's origins. Enjoy. Oh, so that's what about this podcast. You are part of a series and you don't know that yet. Okay. Um, so we're starting off a series on the podcast that... Um, Talks about being a collector. Oh, that's interesting. We're not gonna be topical. We're not gonna be talking about what's currently, you know, out and about at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna this is also the first time I'm setting up, so I'm checking all the levels to make sure everybody's yeah, good. Do what you gotta um, do. Um so we're not gonna like um, how do I say it? We're not gonna be topical and talk about the news, even though okay. I, I do miss Saturday Night Losers. I love doing that. Um I miss the the output, you know, playing around and figuring that stuff out. But I think what this first set of uh, podcasts is going to be, and for those of you that are listening to this, you're going to hear this explanation over and over again, probably because I'm surprising everybody with this one. Um, it's about six parts, so it's okay. going to be you. It's going to be Brian from Fanboy Factor. It's going to be DJ from Mu Review. Bills popping in. Our other writer JQ. Like we're all. I'm doing Hopkins is coming in. Nice. We're all doing this series of podcasts, and that's the sound of the springs on my mic that's really bad i I have that too (laughs) yeah um so i'm going to be asking you guys kind of um what got you into collecting because i've i've had a bunch of people ask me questions including you so i'm kind of curious about everybody's background and then then we'll you know do podcasting the normal way and talk topically at some point down the road but tonight we're just going to kind of i want to know about you i want to know about when did you start collecting? Because I'm an 80s kid. So, like, so all my stories that people have already heard over and over again have been about, you know, G.I. Joe and Transformers and yeah. Thundercats and
1: Boring.
0: Exact well, no, not boring. It was the hide it's the heyday. We didn't play with dolls, we played with action figures.
1: Yeah. That's what I say <laughs> to
0: Brian all the time. Um, but you and Hopkins and Brian all have this kind of different perspective than bill and jq and me and 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 we do because you guys were kids and we're not talking a big we're not talking 20 years we're talking a couple years but you guys are just old enough that you know what it was like before star wars hit or have an idea
1: well i have an idea
0: so what how old were you when star wars came out
1: all right so wait before we start how old is hopkins
0: Hopkins is about the... Oh, I don't know. How old are you? Oh, <laughs> I, he's in his 40s.
1: 40s. He's Yeah, I'm 47. Yeah,
0: so he's... Him, you, and Brian, the three of you, yeah, are large. about 10 years older than the rest of us because yeah, I'm okay. in my late 30s.
1: So. All right, so Star Wars comes out in 77. I'm six because I'm born in December. Okay. Um, most of my... Most of my memories are Star Wars. Like, when I was a kid... So, so right now, my, I'm all about superheroes, and it used to be Star Wars. My Star Wars interest has waned over the last couple of years for obvious reasons. But my power alley is superheroes. But as a kid, it was Star Wars because, I mean, right, so Star Wars comes out in, in, in 77. I'm six years old. Actually, to, to clarify even further, my power allies, alley is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Because Empire comes out in eighty. I'm nine years old. I mean, that's prime kid years. Right. You know, that's prime not like it is today, but prime toy shit years back then. So I am really Empire Strikes Back. I mean I did have the Mego dolls. I mean I had sp- mm-hmm. I had fifty million Spider Mans because I like Spider Man back then. I still do. But Spider Man and probably I had a bunch of Batmans, I had a bunch of Robins with those vinyl gloves. But most of my formative memories are Kenner Star Wars, you know, late Star Wars and mostly Empire Strikes Back.
0: So what was it like, you know, at that time going to because, you know, Toys R Us was around and rest in peace. Um, but there were a lot of different toy stores around. So what was it like for you going shopping or going to a store like that? Did you get the opportunity to go look? No, toys? Not really.
1: My parents never really did that shit. I mean, we, I can remember where I live right now. There's, there was a Kmart and I would remember going to, to the toy on Kmart. I've once in a while, I have a couple members memories of going to Kitty city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You remember Kitty city and like Toys R Us, not really. until I got older, do I do I have? It. I really don't have any memories as a, as a kid of going to, to Toys R Us. Well, my see, parents do that kind of stuff
0: in my head, and I, I don't know. I haven't looked at old pictures and things like that, but you know, I, my memories are Toys R Us, Bradley's, Caldor, like a toy aisle where it just seemed yes. overwhelming. Yes, and there's just like everything everywhere, and I feel like what toys used to be before all of that was more kind of like what you see at Kohl's, where it's stuck in the kids clothing aisle or yeah
1: that's exactly what it was like it was it, it was just an an afterthought right it I, just I, kind of fit in
0: like, with kids it was kids stuff so it kind of fit in with the kids clothes right. and, shoes. and and
1: around and around christmas time the aisle would get bigger you know those those aisles would get bigger but mostly it was just an afterthought. Oh, we got a couple figures, and it, it really was Star Wars that broke all this shit open.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. Have you watched the Netflix documentary, "The Toys no, That Made Us"?
1: I'm I'm weird because of what I do. I, I avoid these things because I get mad because I know that I can do what they do, and I know I can do it better, so I don't watch it. <laughs> I'm oh, weird. Well,
0: no, no, no. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I understand that. It? But
1: it was interesting.
0: It was really interesting. I don't think I I don't think I realized the business side of it. So that's what I thought was interesting
1: about watching those. But so you're saying I should watch it just for that aspect.
0: I, I think you'd find it interesting and in talking, hearing some of the creators, the He-Man one kind of went off on a tangent and it might go with the work that you're working on next. Um, and I'm not going to talk about that, but um, so, you know, toy stores, toys, I still got to get used to this. Um, so toy stores are set up, they're um, starting to kind of come into their own. Star Wars kind of blows that up. Um, was there a Holy Grail when you were a kid, or something that you were you carried with you at all times? Was there well, a figure or vehicle or something that kind of really yes? Struck chords? But wait, before
1: we do that, and yeah. maybe I can tie this into this, we're talking about memories of toys. While I don't have memories of really going to stores or anything, I do have memories of Christmas, and I have a younger brother, six years younger than me, and my grandparents. I can remember coming down. For a bunch of years, three years in a row, it would be all fucking Star Wars. It would be the Falcon in the boxes, yeah. Falcon, Snowspeeder, Play set. Like there would be a pile of fucking Star Wars stuff. I hope we're allowed to curse here. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. And like there would be two piles. It would be a fucking huge pile of – and it was almost to the T, the exact same stuff because there, you, I could not get something and my brother couldn't get it because it would just be a fight. However – and I'm still bitter about this. My brother got Dagoba, uh-huh. and I. And that, of course, that's the set I have fond memories of. It's the one with the little, he little foam had, piece. Yeah, fucking that sand pit. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. But the the one set, the one toy that it, I didn't really carry it around, but to this day is my favorite toy, and and I still have not gone after it for some reason is the Death Star, the Kenner Death Star playset, the cardboard one, multi level, dude. I used that for all my figures. I mean, it was everything was. If you if you go back, I like going back and watching vintage commercials and you see kids playing with the I mean, that's what it was fucking like. And you just all these different toys, all these different figures, Uh, because at at that point, when Star Wars came out, Mego did come out with those uh, pocket heroes. Mm -hmm. At first, they had the bent legs and then they came out with like three and three quarter inch figures. So it was just everything was on that goddamn Death Star. And that. Is probably, I have two figures, two things that I would consider holy grails. And that term, by the way, really gets on my nerves. It gets thrown around frivolously, holy grails. How
0: about white whales?
1: Is that better? That's fine. Just everybody says, oh, holy grail." I mean, listen, if something just came out, it's not your holy grail. okay? Okay. A holy grail is something that means something to you. You might want something, but in my mind, if it's my world, you say Holy Grail, it's got to fucking mean something to you.
0: Well, and I, I think and I think you're right. I think the Holy Grail, it feels like the Holy Grail is like something that everybody wants. Yes. Like the White Whale seems like it's individualistic. Like it's for
1: that person. Okay. Like that's fine. That makes we'll more sense. So it's the Death Star, the Kenner Death Star. And the biggest thing for me, and I briefly owned it again, is the Mego Elastic Spider-Man. They came out Mego in the late... 70s very early 80s they came out with four they mass produced four stretch heroes elastic heroes superman batman hulk and spider-man i had spider-man and i fucking love that thing
0: i think i have a picture of myself with that spider-man
1: oh my god i love that thing and of course it broke jelly over the place my mom flipped the fuck out on me and it unceremoniously went to the trash so I remember when eBay really came into being like in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I would search eBay for it and eventually it would pop up. And briefly in the 2000s, I owned a stuffed – it wasn't original, but it, was, it didn't have the shit in it. Mm. It was just stuffed. And it, it just wasn't the same thing. So what I want and, – and basically they're all, there's only a few left in the world that people know about. What I want is I want somebody to 3D print me a less Spider-Man and okay. fill it with jelly. That would be perfect for me.
0: So, is is there anything that's left over? Did I mean? Did you have the teenage purge, like where oh, everything I, kind of went uh, away? And, and did I you have, keep anything of it?
1: Not so much a teenage purge. Uh, most I put most of the stuff away. Like all my original counter figures, I still have. Wow. Nice. Um, yes, I mean I don't have. Maybe somebody's got a lightsaber left. I don't really have any of the weapons. If you remember the micro uh, the micro sets that Kenner came out with.
0: Those I love. I'd love to track those.
1: Like yeah, the well, little could,
0: hand and carbonite? Yes. Oh, God.
1: I had – oh, my – okay. So now we're going to talk about some shit. <laughs> so I had part of the Cloud City set, right? Mm-hmm. The part where Luke flies out the window. So it comes with two loops yep. and two, and two uh, Vaders. But the one I wanted was the one you just said – was the carbonite one where Han goes in. Now, a neighborhood kid who I wasn't too friendly with had every fucking thing that he could ever want. It was that kid. And he had the whole fucking playset. set. And I, you know, uber jealous. And by the time, I mean, I got older. I was a little bit older at this point. I did a show on this a bunch of years ago. I actually bought that set. And I did a, a, a bit on it. And, of course, I mean, it was nice owning it. I, I have since sold it. But it just... It didn't feel that because I never owned it. It didn't feel that nostalgia. So mm-hmm. It was like this was if I would have had this as a kid, it, it would have been better. So uh, uh, it was one of those cases where you think something really means something to you, but again, I, since I didn't own it and I got it, I mean it was cool to have, but okay, a uh, sense but that was an awesome set. So then, so th- so so I, to, I, get, to answer your question, not to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're fine. I do, I do still have. Most of my childhood things. I mean, some of it I'm sure was thrown out. Like, I had a snow speeder. I still have that. I don't have most of the pieces to it. I have my original Falcon. I don't have a lot of pieces to it. The problem where I purged a lot of stuff is when I was an adult. Da, 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 da
0: so what what changed you know kids love their toys play with mm-hmm. them hang out with them you know sleep mm-hmm. with them all the stuff like they're part of they're, they're your existence they're everything right. especially for guys like us mm-hmm. um teenage years just take a break did you continue was what was it like you know
1: well by that time so as a kid it was so we and we still talk about this today to this day my mom will say about me and my brother, that I always wanted the toy and my brother always wanted the food. Whenever we would go out, I wanted the toy, I wanted the food. But I was also into comics. Okay. And I had a subscription to Superman comics for years. So, I subscription I or let, pull box. No, a subscription okay. like to DC Comics that they would send me this. I mean, I was a kid. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So they would, you know, actually, I took over my brother's subscription. I got Superman. He got Legion of Superheroes, which I loved. Which was great. I st- and those I still have. Um, so I got that for a bunch of years, and then it stopped as I hit the teenage years. So I quit toys earlier than I quit comics. I was in the middle school when I stopped collecting comics. And then, you know, like you said, teenage years, um, I kind of got back as a teenager because Dark Knight Returns came out. Okay. Uh, I remember reading about it in Rolling Stone magazine. And it was fucking Batman in Rolling Stone magazine, you know, I'm 15. So I had, I did get that briefly got into comics again, but that, uh, I was beyond that at that point and so, toys as, as a child. Yeah. That, I mean, I was done before. I was done with toys before comics.
0: So you missed the whole GI Joe, Thundercats, He-Man. Sort
1: of. Now my brother, like I said, is six years long, younger. He, that's his, that's his power alley. Like not so much GI Joe. He had all that shit. But like turtles and a little bit of He-Man, actually a lot of He-Man. Tra- He's my brother's big on Transformers, loves Transformers. Okay. So when that stuff comes out, I'm like, the uh, older brother. Uh. I always liked Bumblebee. I thought that was cool. But I, I was barely fringe at that point.
0: So barely. Then, fringe. So then, what brings you
1: back into it? What brings me back? I'm really glad you asked that. Um. The burning Two question things. everybody wants to know. Two things brought me back. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Okay. And actually, what brings me well, okay. What brings me back to Toys are the next Star Trek Next Generation figures and Batman Animated Series line. That brings me back. I can still remember going to Kmart, walking in, and seeing the fan now it wasn't Batman: The Phantasm. that was later the original line of Batman figures cuz I have all those <clears throat> Batman uh, Robin with the ski thing Joker I got all of them yeah. and I, and it was weird because now this is the this is 92 we're talking yeah and I'm 21 22 so it was a weird time like as an adult male to be collecting action figures it was weird
0: did I, you did you I, get crap from your friends
1: I'm sorry uh, No, like, my one good friend was really into Star Trek. Okay. So, so like, I had that with him. But, like, my other friends, yeah, I mean, fucking, let's talk sports ball, you know? I still had to be a a man inside culture or outside of this. Um, (laughs) But did you drive, so, you know, thinking
0: about what we do today and how we do mm -hmm. things today, were you driving around looking for what came out? Were you trying to track down certain ones? Were you... Or was it Not just happenstance, like you just found, like you were somewhere and you find it and you pick it up?
1: I worked in uh, this place called Carrefour, which was basically a supermarket and a Walmart put together. And I worked in the men's department. And of course, I'm I'm still a child. I mean, I'm in my 20s, but I would still go down the toy aisle. And they had the, um, the Star Trek figures, the next generation Star Trek figures. So I was, you know, like, okay, this is, I thought it was neat, right? Yep. Yeah like I said, I went to the Kmart one time, and I, they, I specifically remember buying those. Those were the first figures I bought as an, an adult. And then right after that, I got the like the first couple figures in the first wave of the Playmates Next Generation figures. So that starts me on the path. It isn't until – it's not much longer after that does it, does it start. I really think it starts with Spawn. When I find out that McFarlane is putting out Spawn figures, I think that's the moment where I become a. I, I truly become a collector.
0: Okay. And then, were you opening things? Were you keeping them packaged? What were you doing with them?
1: Uh, it really most of the things I want to say. Ninety-five percent of things I open, and you know, you and I have this running thing about opening, not opening things right away. And I just recently got this way because of the website. Uh, the com. Even though I'm not doing anything but right now, it's still out there. Um, but as early in collecting, I would... Figures were cheaper. Yeah, A lot cheaper. Significantly cheaper. So, like, you could go in and buy two animated series figures and something else if you wanted. So, if there was a figure I really wanted, I didn't want to open, I might buy two at that point. Because they weren't that expensive. Like, you're talking five six bucks at the time yeah so it's not like getting a legends figure it's 20 bucks like i'm not buying dupes of this so yes uh i'm not saying a 100 percent, but very close i had the for whatever reason i bought the penguin the animated series penguin and i never opened it and i that for whatever reason i never opened it and I sold it years ago. That was my I'm,
0: first figure. That was my first animated the figure. Penguin one, the penguin the one. Animated... It's the only one I found hanging in the Toys R Us aisle. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh my God, new, new toys, new yeah. Batman toys. And then
1: it was just all downhill for me. But the, yeah. the one, the, speaking of that, so you know, you go on, you're talking about chasing figures down. I have managed to get most of like the chaser figures. The only one I never was able to get on a card in a store, was Poison Ivy the original Poison Ivy figure? Mm-hmm. I was never able to find her at some point in time on a peg somewhere. So, so were you chasing down the, the line so, or what? So, so, what happens with I don't know how I come across the information. I mean, at this point, there's magazines. Well, there's always been magazines, but like oh. Tomarts. Yep. And I start so I start. What gets me back into comics is Bane breaking Batman's back, and this is all around the same time. I start collecting Wizard, so like, like I said, it's all around this time. And Wizard at that point was fucking awesome. It was yeah, a great. No, it was a
0: magazine to read.
1: Yeah, and then once I find out about Wizard, then like this door opens, and now there's toy magazines. Holy fuck! There's Tomarts. There's Action Figure Guide. There's a bunch of them. And I think somewhere along the line, I find out that McFarlane's putting out the Todd, t- you know, the um, the first wave spawn, of yeah. of um, Spawn figures. I'm at a convention with my friend, a Star Trek convention, and fuck if they're not there. They had the original line of Spawn figures. And I didn't even know. This, this could be my first memory as an adult going to Toys R Us. I remember it was a Sunday. We didn't get home until, I don't know, 530. It was fucking dark. I went right before Toys R Us closed to see if they had those Spawn figures, and sure as shit, they did. And I almost bought them at that fucking convention. So I ended up getting Spawn, and I got Medieval Spawn. And let me tell you something; those Spawn figures were fucking awesome.
0: So, what's the mindset in in getting figures like that at that point, where well, it it's you know today's world of getting toys? I I wake up in the morning, I can check a website. And it tells me whether or not I need to drive out, or I can go back to sleep for another two hours. So, what what was it like chasing? You know, being an adult and chasing down or looking for stuff at that point for you.
1: Well, before we go on, as an aside, lately you've been posting on Instagram and to DCPI numbers. Yeah. Whatever you call them, dude. That's a great service you're doing. It really is. <laughs> like that's fucking brilliant. Um, what was it like? So, it it wasn't as. Um, is it frenetic a word? It's, it wasn't as haphazard as it is today. Like, uh, it, it wasn't all consuming as it, as it was as, as I got older. It was like, well, that's that's a fucking lie too. Okay, so the first wave of Spawn Figures comes out, and you do, I go into stores, I'm trying to track them all down. It's the second wave where they come out with Malbolgia and Angela and that I'm calling Kmart. Every goddamn day. So they must have it. loved you. Yeah, they and I got them by accident, like so this asshole, I'm sure they're thinking this asshole's calling every day. And they got a case in, and I bought that fucking it was the first time I ever bought a case of figures. And I bought that fucking case. I like got two metal bulges, Angela, it was awesome.
0: Do you still get the same feeling when you go shopping today and find something? No,
1: I do not. Um not no. Well, it is different now because you alluded to it. Uh, I think we know too much. We know where things are too much. But once in a while, like if there's something that I really want, yeah, yes and no. What even if, if I get a figure like off Amazon, right? Yeah. The figure that I want, and I and I cut out the chase and I get the figure. It's you don't get the buzz. If I'm in the store and I already own that figure and I find it at Target, I get excited because holy shit, I just found this Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen even though I fucking already had, I found it at retail. There's just something about fine. Even though I own it already, it's, it's, it's the hunt.
0: So, so what was, uh, you're tracking down, you're tracking down spawn mm-hmm. calling Kmart every day. You're fi- <laughs> You're finding, you're finding, you know, just once in a while, you'll find a Batman animated. Yes. When did it, when did it turn from saying, okay, I like these things in my house or I like these things in my office or I like these things on my desk to I'm going to turn this into something that I'm going to put out to the public because I know you've been writing and doing all these different things for years now. I mean, between the news box and um, you had the parent with fatherly um, in the past, those blogs, I mean, you write for, um, Oh God, Rip Ripley's. And yeah, we've read those articles, and then you a couple of years ago you did some work for was it comic book resources?
1: Yeah, comic book resources. <clears throat> I started actually I started with Brian's site, started with Fanboy. Yep, yep. Well, he was one of the first sites I started,
0: but I mean, I'm looking at more. Yeah, so your sites, oh, then professional right. so, oh, sites, and then you've written for me, you've written for Brian, you've YouTube. You those yeah, so, was so, the work
1: experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I pitched you a great fucking a series. I can't remember, I think it was the Ron Mars thing. Forget what it was. It was just going to be this epic thing. Anyway, there's one other point before I, I tell you when it all starts. There's another point in time when I remember now I'm in my 20s, and they come they come out with. I see in one of the flyers. I'm at work. I used to work at Bed Bath and Beyond, and one of the toy flyers for Toy Works has an ad for nightwing as part of that legends of the dark line dark night line do you remember that line remember i that still
0: nightwing? have that Nightwing. he's downstairs okay.
1: that that was to me in my mind i think it's the first nightwing figure that came out you know i it, i, I, I want other one but that really was the first one that came out and i lost my shit over that i'm like i went to that so the toy works was in the mall i worked at i went to that mall i went to that store i don't know if i went every day and it it wasn't ready to come out yet. They were just like, where is this fucking figure? This is Nightwing. That was another time where I remember like losing my shit. Well, over- toy companies, <laughs>
0: would, toy companies would put out, um, the prototypes to those toy magazines. Yeah, Tom so art and things would get the prototypes that, you know, we know that it's a, everybody tells us now it's an 18 to 12 month turnaround. Right. So we know that, you know, 18 months ago they started planning the infinity war figures that we see in stores today, right. you know, but, The companies back then, Mattel and Kenner and all these companies, would just give Tom Art and all these other magazines the pictures of the prototype. So, we'd get figures going, this doesn't look like what we saw in the magazine, you know, like a year later.
1: It was disappointing. It it was
0: different, or the action features weren't the same, or the head sculpts looked looked much better because they were hand carved, you know. So
1: I still get that feeling of disappointment with the... um... And I mentioned this recently with the Disney toy box figures because they look so good. So different. Yeah.
0: They have Uh, stickers you can peel off
1: too and see what they were supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. So when does it change? Well, I don't know. It was a really long drawn out process. So like in 2004, I started my first blog. I can't say it didn't have anything to do with toys because it did. I was taking, (laughs) I was just writing about myself and, and my kids and shit like that. But I was also using Mini Mates and and Lego minifigures to make cartoons. And some of them were really fucking raw and raunchy. So even then, I was... And this is 2004. Okay. So then, like, over the course of time, I opened up a couple of other blogs that weren't toy related. It really wasn't until... So I start Fodderly in 2011. And really, that's just... It was just another... I hate the expression of daddy blog. But I was doing – so I was wrestling with what I wanted to do. Am I writing about my kids? Am I writing about myself? Am I writing about my family? Am I writing about toys? It, and that's what that really was. It was a, a confusion of what I wanted to do and the audience I wanted to build between the two. And that's where I started meeting you guys. And you guys had already been in it the toy part way longer than I had. So then I start with Fodderly. I, I think I kind of just do a little bit of toy stuff on my site and write for you guys yeah, as a toy you, guy.
0: Yeah, you were kind of just jumping in things that you liked, you'd offer, whoever yeah, wanted exactly. it, you would do it.
1: So I was trying, I was doing my best to keep it separate. And then as time progresses, it's like, I can do what these guys do better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. No, it was, we all say that. I hate to say it, but we did. It was just, um, I, I, I just wanted. To, I don't know. It, it wasn't a mad. I just wanted to write about toys. I don't. I it, there wasn't any kind of like this guy sucks or anything like that. It just was. I just wanted to. You know, I was writing for you guys. I was writing for Fush. I was writing for fucking everybody. And I don't know. I just decided to do the news box. So
0: how? how I, go ahead. Ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So how has that changed your perspective on the toys? Because, like, what they don't know is you know we're talking face, We're on Skype, so we're, I can see you. You're talking to me. You can sort of see me. We're talking, and I can see the so Mary Jane statue. What?
1: I've been picking my nose this whole fucking time. You can see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see you. Um, so you know the Mary Jane statue. If anybody's seen the news box,
1: this is this is a great figure, which you can't see. But this is still one of my favorite figures. It's
0: a Lego minifigure, Black Canary, the yeah. Black Canary. But you know, you've got the Mary Jane in the back. You've got Arkham Asylum in the back. You've got this Brendan Routh. I don't know if he's Superman or the Adam yeah, behind you. Yeah, sure it is. That's right. You've got you've got all these fun things. You know, and and they're they're higher priced. I mean, if you think about the Mary Jane or Arkham or yes. some of the posters that you have, we've seen you in the videos like you you it's morphed from you buying just anything to kind of investing in things or seeming like it's invest it's more of an investment where you're picking where you're gonna put your money so what's it how how has this kind of changed you from being the wide eyed collector that called keymart every day to this person that's in some cases i mean I think we're all experts between d j and me and bill and you we all have expertise in this area going to toy fair and the comic cons and all this stuff and knowing all the creators and the designers and things like that. I think we have a different perspective that the general audience doesn't. So how has it changed for you or when, when was that change? I don't really,
1: uh, I don't think there really has been a change for me about who I am. Like being on like, Seeing you know, being on this side of the curtain, mm-hmm. it really, ha- I, it hasn't changed for me. I don't think it has because I still lose my shit. Like I mean, we all know, like who the really good guys are who puts up the shit real quick. Like Tool York puts the shit, the news out real quick. And you know, if you go on Facebook, you follow any of the group or any of the uh, companies directly, they put the shit out real quick. I still lose my shit when I see. I want to get back to the investing part. Just remind me, let's get back to yeah. that. I still lose my shit when I see something cool. Like, I still love it. Like, so I think I've gone to five toy fairs right now uh, as of this year. And the first one is so one of my goals has, was always way back when, and I remember being with my friend's name is Bob about the, uh, collect Star Trek figures. We would go through these fucking magazines like, oh man, we gotta go to Toy Fair, blah, 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 blah. So it was always an indirect goal to go to Toy Fair. When I had the fucking opportunity, I went with Brian through uh, Fanboy Factor. It was fucking awesome. I mean, it was just like, it was everything you could possibly imagine. And that feeling, really, I still feel that way. I mean, this year was a little bit, I think it was the first year, was disappointing, but it wasn't really because of me being jaded. I just think the toy industry and how things were handled this year with the big movies made it a little disappointing.
0: I, I think everybody was cautious. I think we've, we've talked about that where it felt very yeah, cautious. We don't,
1: we don't need to go and say yeah. that, but so I still, and and I think the reason, one of the reasons why I was doing the news, even though everybody else does it better than I do is because I still love, like I love this shit. Like, so, and I haven't really been working the last couple of weeks so hot toys released today the uh, hot toys figure for captain america for infinity war yep dude that thing looks fucking awesome i'm getting that figure i don't care how much it costs i do care how much it costs it's over 250 bucks but you know what fuck it i want that figure it looks fucking awesome but it's so, still yeah. it's still about the toys for you because the yeah i think oh, yeah. yeah because i think
0: for me it's Okay, I want to get whatever it is. I don't know. I I can't even think. Oh, so I picked up some Lego minifigures this week, and it was Mm -hmm. oh, I need to do some Instagram posts. I need to tease Jesse about me finding figures. So I see what you're saying. It's it's work product. It's it's looking for inspiration. It's looking for topic or to be topical.
1: To be fair, a lot of it is it it is that, and I have to prove it. I have fucking toys that. Oh, that's a bit. I can do that. I, and when I say bit, it doesn't have to be a funny thing. It's a post, whatever. Like I got that star Wars. I'm looking right at it. that. The Darth Vader throwback. It came in that box that Kenner put or Hasra put out this, this, Oh, show, oh the, 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 the 40th anniversary. Yep. yep. Right. So I was going to do this bit. Everything is a bit like I see a figure I can do that. But what I try and do is, and it doesn't always work. I do go outside of it. Sometimes as I, I have to be interested in it. Like So that Darth Vader figure, that's a bit I was going to do a show on. I never did it, and I'm never going to do it now because it's too fucking late. So, yes, I am motivated by doing the website, and I will at times buy stuff that I'm not necessarily interested in, but I know I'm looking around to see if I can find something specifically that I think people are more – like I'm not the biggest fan of the Turtles, Okay, I, I like them, but I know people love people lose their shit over the turtles. So I will. Okay, perfect example was the Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles. Yes. Now, I like the Ghostbusters. I'm not the hugest fan, but it's a little bit past my power alley. But I still like the Ghostbusters, and the, it's the same thing with the turtles. That's a line for me. Like that's something I would definitely get. However, I'm more getting it for my website because I think people are more interested, would be more interested in seeing that than me getting it just for myself. You you know what I'm trying to say here? So what do you, so, so that, so that kind of flipped that around. I'm in a sense motivated by my website to do things, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of it is more my interest.
0: So then I'll flip it around a little bit because, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, these are the things you're getting because of the website. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you to share something that I'm, I'm asking if it's private and you're, I'm asking yeah. you to share it. So yeah. are there things that you buy for yourself now that satisfy that seven year old or eight year old in you that says, this is just for me. I'm not going to put it on the website. I'm just going to collect it or I'm just going to buy it because I want it for my desk or I want it for a shelf and I don't need to display it or even talk about it, but I want this for me. Um,
1: yes, but I still want to put it on the website. The perfect example is that Spider-Man figure that you sent, the uh, Iron Spider. The Iron Spider, yeah. I want that. Sp- I wanted that figure, and there's still figures that I want. But I also want to put it on a website. So to me, the for me, the website is just an extension of me. So like when I cover, I guess the best like when I do when I talk about a figure, and I. Um, I take pictures of a figure most times it's because I am interested in it so that again that Spider-Man figure I really wanted and fuck the website I'm getting that figure it just so happens I have a website and I'm gonna put it on there right if you're asking me if I have the capability of opening up a figure right away I can't because of the website that's that is absolutely true I may want a figure really bad the case of point, that's Spider-Man. I still haven't opened it because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm still going to take pictures of that. And I want to take, even though, and you correctly pointed out, there are product shots that I could post. But to me, it's the full experience of taking a picture and of it in the packaging and then taking it out. So that's just something weird that's happened with me the last couple of years. But most of the stuff that I personally buy It's because I want
0: it. Well, and and I'm sure it's going to come up again. Somebody else will ask me about this. But I have a rule where if it's a gift from somebody, Mm -hmm. I won't review it. So if family member, significant other, whoever it is over the past years, you know, like I won't review it because I feel like if I trash it, if I end up saying I don't like it, you know, it's going to hurt their feeling or this is a personal thing between me and this person. So I'm not going to put it out there because it it was a thoughtful gift or if it was something like that. So, you know, there, there are those lines that I draw that I say, this is for me and this doesn't have to be on the way. It might be in the background. It might be somewhere. You might see a picture of me, but there's, there's something about those things that I don't feel like I need to keep something. I need to keep a little bit of that kid inside of me alive. Like Mm -hmm. it's fun to go find a figure. Like I've been hunting the solo figures this week. Yeah. Um, or, you know...
1: Hey, how does Lando look?
0: I think he looks pretty good. I've seen him. I okay. haven't bought him. I, okay. I, I have a rule about not buying figures of movies that I haven't seen yet for the most part.
1: Really? Except yeah. for... What did he watch? Well,
0: yes. <laughs> but I've seen all the movies that led up to it. Like, I know yeah. I like Chris Evans' Captain America.
1: Like, I'm, just, I'm just a dick.
0: No, it's true, though. <laughs> it's it's absolutely true. But... um, So I just kind of... There are certain things that I kind of... I won't put out like if I, if I track something down on eBay or I get something, I think the loyal subjects line for me, the Thundercats lately have been, has been that where I really want to review them, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm looking for him for me. I'm not looking for him for a bit or for an Instagram poster. So it's interesting. So, so who, what kind of collector are you today? So, you know, bring it full circle and we say, okay, seven year old, five year old, six year olds losing his shit over star Wars. Mm-hmm. empire and all this stuff where where's your head today like where are you as a collector are you a collector are you a fan are you everything are you where are you putting your money because it's your money now
1: um, i don't have hard and fast rules i don't have hard and fast things that i have to get like i know you know some people i'm not a i'm not a completist i don't even want to be because it's just Again, when you're spending 20 bucks for a figure, to get a figure that eh, you know, you're know, you meh about, the Marvel Legends line is a perfect example. There's always a figure or two. that I'm like, it's a cool figure, but eh, I don't really care. So unless I absolutely need to build a figure, which hardly ever happens, I hardly ever get the whole line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a completist. Um, I mentioned Star Wars. Unfortunately... I just, me and Star Wars right now are not good friends. We're, I think we're seeing other people. Um, except for Solo, like, I do want that Lando figure. And that's why I was asking about it, because the production shots, and the, what we've seen it. no, we didn't see them in Toy Fair, did we? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but the production shots, he looks fucking awesome. But you, you everybody knows that, uh, or the pre-production shots are, are fucking awesome. But when you see him in your hands, it's like, Ugh that's so good so I'm hoping he's still awesome looking
0: no he's good he's good he's a little flat like all of them have a little bit of a flat piece to it where they're not as detailed as you want them to be like yeah. the paint wise they're not yeah. they don't have those washes over them so the skin's not it's not as good as you'd want them to be but it, he's still really cool of all of them I'd say out of the solo line so far he looks the coolest
1: uh, and then just before on the side you saw the recent trailer right yes it was well, amazing well, I mean, now all of a sudden I'm fucking loving that Wookiee with the glasses, with the goggles on. I'm like, now I fucking love Chewbacca. Yeah. Just because the goggles on.
0: Well, it's not Every only a solo.
1: 35 years old?
0: Yeah. It's not only a solo origin. It's a Lando origin. It's a Chewbacca yes. origin. So, like, yes. I, I think that there's a little bit of that to it, but.
1: I think this movie's taking a lot of shit. Okay, but. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to bring Saturday to the back because this is all the shit needs to be talked about. Anyway. You heard um, it here. So we're gonna no, I'm going to hold it to it. That's all. I'm on a little bit of a, I'm on a sabbatical. Um, I think part of me wants to be high end stuff because the high end stuff is really where the detailing is. But the thing with the high end stuff is it's fucking expensive and I don't have the money. So like I love hot toy stuff and every time a figure comes out, I'm like, that's the figure I'm getting. No, 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 Then the next one comes out. No, that's the one I'm getting. I've been saying that for every goddamn infinity war figure. But I've been holding it out for cap because I really want cap. So, like, I will put the money out monthly for that cap figure. But, uh, you know, like, the statues, I fucking love statues, but they're so expensive. And it's a
0: space issue, too. Like, do you have the space to put out a statue like that? Like,
1: No. I mean, yes and no. Like, my shit is all over the place. And what I really want to do, because I do this thing in my garage, is... Like this half, well, you can say it, but right. people can't say it. The the half that people say, it's just like a quarter of my garage. The rest of it is a fucking garage with shit all over the place. So one day I do want to make this into a room, like a where I can have all my stuff out because all my stuff is out all over the place. So what kind of I like and like I like Lego. I love Lego, and it's usually the expensive sets that I like. But I, won't, I don't have to buy every Lego set. I don't have to buy every Infinity War. I didn't get any of the Infinity War. I do want the... Um, you got one. What's that?
0: You got one of the Infinity War
1: sets. What's, oh, you're right. Absolutely. You're right. I did. I forgot about that.
0: I read your site. I know what's going on.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> the one I really want is, the, of course, the expensive one, the, um, the Sanctum Centurium.
0: That's, a, that's I, a pretty good set.
1: Did you get it? No. No.
0: I, I, I have to i'm paying for san diego it's 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 april and may it's time to put down the money for san diego comic-con with the (laughs) hotel and the flight god damn that's coming up isn't it yes it is
1: um so yeah i i don't have any anything hard and fast it's more like i think it's more superhero stuff and if it's cool that's just really what matters to me is that it's cool looking
0: Okay. So we're, we're getting towards an hour so kind of start wrapping up and oh, just kind oh. of, I'll, I'll end this with, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm taping these all out of order. So you get to be first, but <laughs> you're going to hear this question over and over again. You're going to be laughing when you hear it, hear me saying it now. Um, are no,
1: like... yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Um, so white whale death star, right? You yep. want that? You want to bring that back. You want a Spider-Man. You want your stretchy Spider-Man.
1: Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, There's one on eBay. It's going for $2,000 right now. It's in, oh well, it's not God. mid. But what well, yeah, You're going to ask. I'm
0: no. Just... I, it's, okay. So do you think going forward there are going to be those kind of white whales for people? Or do you think the 80s and the 70s kind of bred that where we can't get it back? Or it was a smaller market, or any of that.
1: No, I think for me personally, there, I, there's not going to be any more white whales because I'm just too old now. But for kids, yes, everybody's going to have a rosebud. It doesn't. It might not be um, a Marvel Legends figure. It might not be an Elastic Spider-Man. It's. It might be something obnoxiously stupid. But everybody's got that one at least one thing from childhood that. Uh, means something to them, and either gets lost along the way, or has to be replaced. Everybody's got a rosebud, so yes, I do think that will that will continue to happen. Now, whether it's, you know, the kids aren't going to don't collect like we do, not anymore, and they certainly won't. I don't think ever again. It's just too different now. The kids aren't kids. We, we I don't know about you, but I consider myself a kid until I was like thirteen. I think kids are kids until nine ten now so roller, yeah. that window is shortened so yes, yes, I do think that there'll always be a I keep saying a rosebud uh, there kids people always have rosebuds and what those buds are is individual right though
0: and and so Do you think you'll ever give this up or do you think this is cemented inside of you? And then when you're 80, you're going to be driving from whatever the store is, whether it's a Walmart or target, whatever it is 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you are still going to be going from store to store looking for stuff.
1: No, I don't think so. I think probably what will happen is I will always be interested in this shit. Cause even when I leave it for time for, you know, for periods of time as I have in my adult life, I'm still like, I'll still look at the toy. I'll still go down the toy aisle. So I think I will always go down the toy aisle. I don't, th- I don't think I'll be chasing things when I'm 80. I can see, I can see myself probably as I get older and older. Not, not that my interest would wane, but I can see it waning. But I, I think I'll always be going down toy aisles.
0: Did, did you ever it's think a, that you'd still be here talking best. about toys?
1: No, I never imagined that I would be doing this. Honestly, like as a now, when I say these things, like not as a kid, but as a young adult in my twenties, when I'm going to Tomart, I never thought that I would be. 20 years later, I think I said something when I got the job writing for CBR. Like, I never thought that I would be doing this shit, and and that and I have always, I I can as an adult. I can remember going into Barnes and Noble. Walking into the, uh, the the trade paperback aisles, and this is really you're talking late '90s, early 2000s when this shit really still was, you know, on the sidelines, and and just getting that feeling like I just want to be part of this community, and I so I'm part of the community now. It's kind of cool. Nice. I mean, it would be nice if I made some fucking money at it, but you know, whatever.
0: We all do. We all do. That, that's the goal because we need more money to buy more toys, right? That's, that's how Seriously. it goes.
1: There's so many fucking toys.
0: All right. So we'll wrap this one up. I'm sure we'll,
1: well be, you, you don't talk for another two hours. We could easily talk for another two hours. I know it's,
0: it's really easy to just keep going down because you know, there are so many questions I'm thinking, I'm like, Oh, I forgot to ask this or cause I had this idea in my head about what these are going to be. And I'm surprising everybody. I'm not telling everybody that this is a journey through their collecting lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's um, cool. Because I, I think, and and the birth of this... I did
1: prepare for it so you got fresh.
0: Yeah, and, and the birth of this was you asking me, I'm looking for this toy, and then texting you going, what's your zip code? And then telling you exactly which Target had it, and then how yes. to find it. And yes. the fact that you didn't know that before that moment was yeah. this moment of flash of me going, wait, people still just go haphazardly into stores hoping I that they'll do. bump into stuff? Like...
1: But honestly, I would rather do that because it's, it's just a thrill. I mean, it's frustrating as fuck, especially when you have all these resources. You're like Oracle. That's what you are. You're Oracle. Um, I like to say The Godfather.
0: The... DJ, DJ's nicknamed me that, and I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, really right. it's
1: Godfather. Um, I just – I still like the hunt. I like going in there. And oh, like I said, even if I had this figure, this Wonder Woman figure, it's like, holy fuck, there's Wonder Woman. And I'll hold it for a second and be like, I'm going to put it back. But I found it. It's so, it, I, it must be the same feeling you get if you're a bird watcher. You can't own these things. but You find a bird, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a duck-billed uh, fucker nutter. <laughs> you can't take that fucker nutter home. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't think we can end any better than that. I, I don't think we can end any better than that. I think that's <laughs> going to be the new word on all the things. It's going to be the fucker nutter. Did you find the fucker nutter? It's it's perfect. It's, it's going to be burned. It's my head. And anybody that hears this, whenever they go out finding something, they're going to exclaim in Walmart: "Look, I got the fucker nutter, the double-breasted fucker
1: nutter. I can't believe it."
0: All oh, right, my. Jesse. So where, where are we going to find you? I know you're taking a break, but where are we going to find just,
1: you? I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still around. Okay. I just don't, Bruce. It's just it's a little bit of a of a uh, I don't know sabbatical. I every day is like. Uh, I gotta do something. Oh, I can do this. Saturday Night Louis, I going to do Saturday Oh, Red Chair Show. Blah, blah, blah. But I just, I'm just, uh, I'll get there eventually. Hopefully,
0: I got a new one that's gonna pull you back in. I got a really good one, but yeah, I'm holding okay. off on that. Okay. It might, it might be out by the time that this airs. By the time we publish this, but
1: we'll okay. right. see.
0: All right, my friend. Have a good night. All right, for
1: having you on, I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Let's go. Bye. Bye.